Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 42 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I chat with the amazing spiritual goddess Olivia from Teelixer Kombucha. When I first reached out to Teelixer, I thought, oh, their packaging is so cute and the flavors seem very interesting. I'd love to learn more and try some of this magical kombucha. It wasn't until I got to know Olivia and Dan a little bit more and found out that they were both in recovery. Who knew? On today's episode, Olivia walks us through her recovery journey and how Teelixer came to be. Olivia has a very fresh and interesting take on recovery. Throughout this episode, she lists multiple resources and her gurus that helped her through her recovery journey. They come fast and furious, so grab a pen and paper. You're going to want to take notes. Let's get into it. All right, Olivia, I am so excited to talk to you because I'm obsessed with your brand. I'm obsessed with Teelixer. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. I don't know if I like tagged you um on instagram the other night because i was drinking your holy water holy (laughs) cow it is so so good and so unique and i definitely want to dive into that story but before that i want to i want to dive into your story because you and your husband are both in recovery right correct yes Okay, can you give Absolutely. us a little backstory about that and how that happened? Like, did you guys meet in recovery? What? Give it to me all. Give me the whole okay. enchilada. Okay, well, no, uh, we've, we, we didn't meet in recovery. I met my husband when I was 22, and uh, I'll be 42 uh, in oh, June. Wow. So we've been together for years, and I have been sober for three so okay. it's uh we definitely had a long journey of uh very social cultural partying a lot of lot of weight partying too hard type of journey um mm. and uh, my husband uh it he has had a harder journey of it uh but uh for me it was a an absolute spiritual experience uh that kind of that I went through and okay. um, um, for him, it has kind of been a longer journey, but uh, and it actually does tie into uh, Teelixer, our brand. Uh, yeah. I had an organic, all uh, farmer supplied, locally sourced uh, restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, and uh, and my husband was a home brewer. He he was a, a beer brewer uh, by hobby, okay. and. Um, Came home one day, opened up a closet, and kind of the, the keg, you know, exploded, burst everywhere, and I just had it. I was like, "You're not 
Unfortunately, I wasn't evolved enough to say you're not drinking anymore. I just said you're not <laughs> brewing anymore. Um, and uh, but he truly actually loved the brewing process, and so he kombucha from my father who had been in recovery for 25 years and my oh, wow. father walked in here uh what, i'm sorry with what looked like a beer and uh my husband said what is that is that you know you're you're supposed to be sober it looks like a beer and he said no this is kombucha and it kind of gave uh dan the rundown of uh, what kombucha is so instead of brewing beer he began to brew kombucha and uh, wow. we started the restaurant. Uh, my restaurant was called Olivia's Good News Cafe. And mm -hmm. it became so popular at the restaurant that we eventually ended up closing the restaurant and opening up a, a brewery. Uh, but wow. a brewery, a healthy brewery. Yeah. And we moved down to West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, to pursue... Uh, kombucha brewing it's a it's a much friendlier climate uh in south florida to you can brew all year round you don't have to worry about the winter time and uh nashville was actually more of an, an advanced uh culture in kombucha there was already a couple companies uh doing that and there was mm -hmm. almost none in south florida at the time and so we wow. moved down here and uh, opened up that brewery but unfortunately, like I said, we weren't evolved enough to uh, have stopped our partying ways. And it just, it was a problem. <laughs> it was a big problem. Yeah. And I, we have two small children. And okay. uh, so that, for me, uh, it was one night, my, we, were, we were drinking and uh, arguing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next morning, my little girl came out and said that she walked out and saw the whole thing. Aww. And look on her face was yeah. my bottom. That was, that was my bottom. I was like, you know, and I know it's not a dramatic bottom where I'm, you know, in the gutter on the side of the road. But it had been a long process for uh for me and for my, you know, relationship and for my children, my husband and I had been arguing that way uh, right. when drinking for, for a long time. And I, it just, the look on her face saw, just made me realize what I was doing to them. And yeah. it was, for me, it was just, you know, that was it. And it's I heartbreaking. think. Oh, it was absolutely heartbreaking. And mm -hmm. I really think that people get sober in a lot of different ways. And mm -hmm. for me, it had to be a, a spiritual experience. Um, I think I have a, just a, my opinion is, is that we are all very fragmented inside. There's not just one of us in there. We've got lots of different voices. We've got lots of different parts to us. Mm -hmm. And for me, all of my parts were in alignment with quitting. And okay. we were, you know, we were, we, as in all the, you know, parts of me, <laughs> were on the same page. There wasn't one part of me that, oh no, but I really still like drinking. Oh, but I, oh, but I really still want to socially drink. Or right. part of me that, oh, but you know, under this circumstance, it was, we were all on the same page that it had to go. And how did you, I, how did you get them all on the same page? It was that moment of clarity of what I was doing to my children, mm. of that look on my little girl's face. Of there was not one part of me that would that could take it, right? That uh, that that, w that would ever uh, do anything to harm my my children and and here I was harming my children right so the party the party side the social side the the side uh you know that drank for relief the side that drank for mm. all these all these different reasons they were all on the same page that that the kids were more important than that yeah and I think that it uh, for me that having something 
not only bigger, a reason bigger than myself in my children, and mm-hmm. also a, a, a spiritual path bigger than myself. Uh, I, after I had that experience with my, my girls, I, I went, uh, took them to school and, um, came back and, uh, my husband was at the brewery and I came back and just got down on my knees mm-hmm. and just bawled and bawled and bawled and, and asked so clearly for deliverance from this. Mm-hmm. And I said, please take this from me. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I never want it again. Please, dear God, take this from me. And wow. it was like a spiritual deliverance. Uh, I went to uh, AA the next day. Okay. And I saw all these people struggling. Mm-hmm. And for me, I could see what the struggle was, is that they, all their parts weren't all the same page. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> everything they, wasn't aligned. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, to, and, and, it, and, it, and I went for a few weeks, and, and then mm-hmm. I went back for uh, my first month chip, and, I, and then I went back for my uh, six-month chip, and then I went back for my year chip, and then I went back for my two-year chip. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't do things in between uh, because I felt like for me that I needed to do a more graduate program. I needed to do a very highly spiritual program that, uh, I mean, one, if what, uh, I, if what worked for me was working, I wanted to pursue that uh, right. further. Okay. And so what I, you know, did was really, got down and dirty with the parts of me that were causing me to drink or enjoying mm-hmm. it when I knew that it would cause problems. Uh, right. Uh, or that, you know, I, and I'm also, I have a very sensitive stomach. So my hangovers were uh, terrible, absolutely Oof. terrible. And, um, and, and yet I did it anyway. Yeah. And so what on earth, was causing me to continue down a path that wasn't working, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that was causing so much harm. And it really, um, took a long time, uh, you know, for me to really get down to it. And I, I had several gurus that I followed that really just absolutely helped me so much uh, along the way. Uh, Abraham Hicks, uh, Teal oh, yeah. Swan, uh, these type of, um, and Marissa Peer is, a, is my current guru that I'm just uh, obsessed with. Um, <laughs> and uh, I really think that having, um, you know, that kind of uh, support, which they were, I mean, was literally YouTube videos. Um, okay. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I uh, went and bought a million dollar program or um, had to find a local group because I honestly, I, I, I didn't know who to trust. I didn't, I mean, I would oh. I'd go to the meetings and yeah. I saw the struggle and I just saw right. the struggle and said, I, I don't want to struggle through this. I want to, uh, be empowered. I want to figure this out for myself, um, not for myself, um, with people that I really thought were, you know, world-class leaders in, in, in this field. And, um, you know, I think like what you do, having a coach, you know, is mm-hmm. it, a specialist in that field is, is really critical. I think it's, it's key. And, and, you know, most of America, you know, if you're local, it's, it's hard to find that locally. Yes. Yeah. So what I did was go online and found the best of the best and, um, and really, um, just said, okay, well, if I can accomplish this by aligning my parts, mm-hmm. uh, what parts of me aren't in alignment in my life? And what was, those are the parts that were causing me to drink in the first place. Right. And there's, 
all sorts of other reasons. I mean, we're socially conditioned to drink. Yes. And it's, it's, it's the only drug that you have to defend not using. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? It's so funny. <laughs> and, uh, and there's all of that as well. And there's the physical... Right. Uh, part of it that once you do start drinking, your body becomes, you know, uh, dependent upon it. And, and for me, I, all I drank was beer. I, I, you know, okay. I would always say, I'd say that liquor made me drunk and wine made me cry. So I drink beer. That is hilarious. Oh my God. Wine totally made me cry. Like thinking yeah. back at it, it totally made you cry. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, red wine. Red oh. wine totally the worst. And it produced the worst hangovers. So then I thought I got really yes. smart. And I looked at um, you know, kind of the professional drinkers in my life and I, I noticed a pattern that the uh -huh. professional drinkers, they all drink white wine. Oh, so, so it's like, you know, drinking's not the problem. It's my choice of beverage. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I tried white wine there for a little bit, and that just produced, you know, just as bad results. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, so then you know, I thought, oh, well, then it's just got to be beer. And, until I really, truly realized um, that alcohol is the problem, whatever form it yes. takes. Yeah, and uh, and really, kind of on my spiritual journey and my spiritual path, um, it's you know, it's it's really the energy of alcohol. It's like a it's a trickster, you know. It's a it's a it's a demonic trickster, and totally. you know you can you can play with um, you know demons if you want to, but you're going to lose. <laughs> you're yeah. going to lose every time. Yeah, they like bring the house friends. always wins. The house always wins. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and think, well, oh, well, I'll just have one drink. But it's over. Mm -hmm. As soon as you have that one drink, it's over. Because, you know, that one demon invites all the friends over. And uh, there's a yeah. whole party going. And they crash the house. Yeah. And you're forever chasing those first 15 minutes of that, like, sweet little buzz. Yeah, you know, you'll, you'll, exactly. you'll never and get that never back. And you know where it's going to end up. And yeah. so, you know, my husband had a harder journey of it. And he would always say, well, I just, you know, it was just, just, mm. and I said, well, just is just enough. You yeah. know, you know, I, I, you know, I don't look at a beer, a glass of wine, a cocktail as just a cocktail, wine, or a beer, I really look at it like a demonic entity that will ruin my life. Yes. And I feel like without that level of uh, awareness that it you, you do struggle, you know, because when you're in that, oh, it's just pattern, you end up repeating that pattern and trying to make it work a million different ways. But if you look at it, and in my opinion, for what it is, mm -hmm. which is a, a demonic energy that tricks you into giving over your life. Oh um, my gosh. Yes. And you can't play with demons. They win. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. That's so that's so true. It's it's such a little mind fucker. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like a absolutely. little liar. Absolutely, so such a liar. It's such a trickster. I was watching um, Iron Man with my little girl, uh, Madeline. Mm -hmm. uh, I have two little girls, uh, but Madeline's the one in the superhero movie. So I was watching um, uh, Iron Man with her, and I, I had this moment of. Wow, Robert Downey Jr., what he was and what yes. he has And the difference is, is that he recovered from alcohol. And if mm -hmm. he had never recovered from alcohol, he would, he'd be dead, first of all. I mean, in my opinion, but yeah. uh, the level he was at. 
But, but because he did, but because he did recover, he was able to do and achieve these heights of greatness and, and, right. and accomplish what he's accomplished and which he would never have been able to do if he had continued playing with those demons. Totally. And share his gift with the world. So, you know, yes. we get to reap the benefits of this focused, strong, recovered man. Yes. Yes. So that is so that's amazing. And one, and you feel at first, I think in, in sobriety, you feel, you kind of, you feel alone until mm-hmm. you realize how many people out there there are that, uh, that one, don't drink at all, uh, but yeah. two, drink because they're recovered from it. Yes. Um, and I think we are kind of changing as a society that way where mm-hmm. uh, it's coming from, you know, this culture of uh, inebriation, constant party inebriation to mm-hmm. more of a sober revolution. Uh, where it's empowering to be sober. It's not embarrassing. It's empowering. And and you feel like a superhero. Oh my gosh. Totally. Absolutely. And being brave enough to like share and talk about it. I mean, that's how we kind of hooked up. Like I emailed you and Dan because I genuinely was interested in your product because it's so amazing. And, you know, I kind of gave you a little background of my story. And then I get this absolutely amazing email from you guys telling me about your journey and your recovery process. And I'm like, how, like, that is amazing. (laughs) By by being like, you know, brave and telling these stories, like who knows what else will it it will create in our world? Well, you You know, know, it's so much bigger than just us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that hundredth monkey too concept where mm-hmm. um, people are talking about it and normalizing it. Uh, that uh, instead of it, you, you thinking that you have to go under the radar to get sober, that uh, you can say, you know what, there's a, there's a problem with alcohol in general. Uh, I, my father, um, I was an alcoholic and mm-hmm. he uh, was, when I was growing up, he went into AA and he got sober and, but he always presented it and it was not his fault. It's just the way things were, you know, back mm-hmm. then. He always presented it like there was something wrong with him. Uh. And we always kind of presented it in the whole, you know, our social uh, world presented there's well this your father can't drink it's that's right. that's the problem there's something wrong right. with him and like I it was a disability long, or something right exactly and i come from a yeah. long line of alcoholics and um and i'm like well they all were as well so oh it must be a genetic thing right oh, that's the problem. so you kind of went from the individual then now to a genetic line and right. where i'm at is that you know there's a problem with alcohol i mean absolutely i mean you can't play with demons mm-hmm. and i i do understand that some people can uh but like my mother she can you know have one cocktail and sip it all night long however mm-hmm. she gets annoyed too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know one person who you know doesn't change in some way either they get annoying or obnoxious or just it what if you drink it's not just alcohol it's not just you that is a problem there's a problem with alcohol and right i think part of the end you know bottom line of it yeah it's like a shapeshifter almost it really is mm-hmm. it really is and, and my hope is that my children uh, don't have to experience that. And unfortunately, uh, because they've seen what it does and mm-hmm. they've had to experience firsthand the dysfunction that comes with it. Yeah. Um, but, but unfortunately, that's how humans learn is through suffering. 
uh, a lot more than education. <laughs> Hopefully that's what it is. That's Isn't it's so true. It's so funny that we have to like things have to get so bad in order for us to like change or learn something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have to so, experience that contrast for ourselves. How has how has that changed your relationship with your children? Like do you is it an open conversation with them? Like yeah. How absolutely. have you communicated? Okay. We talk about it a lot. Um, and my children are young. They're tw- my one is twelve, and uh, the other is ten. And okay. uh, and I feel like you have to start the conversation young. If you, you know, by the time they're teenagers, it's too way too late. They're you know already right. drinking. Um, right. But we do talk about it um, a lot because. Um, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. It's just my greatest wish. For example, the other night, uh, when we were watching Iron Man, I, I mm-hmm. told Madeline's story of Iron Man, of Robert Downey Jr., about how, yeah. what, you know, what no- notoriety he became and, and the identity that he got as, uh, as a complete wasteoid. Um, yeah. And, 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 but he was able to recover and look at what he does now. And if mm-hmm. he hadn't, he would never have been able to do it. And so we did have, you know, I did have that conversation with her and then my relationship with them in general is, I mean, just a million times better. I mean, it's just, and, and I thought I had a good relationship with them uh, yeah. even while I was drinking, but there was, there, there wasn't the amount of trust that there is now. Interesting. Absolutely. Trust me. A hundred percent. And and I know they can, and 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 it, the, the self confidence that comes with that mm-hmm. um, is 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 priceless. Is yeah, know, no no other children can trust you, you know. And yeah, and my husband didn't get saber right away, um, and and that was you know, and and that was also. Uh, something that kept me on my path was, you know, that children deserve sober parents and they, and they deserve mm-hmm. at least one. Yes. And, uh, and, and I, and I can't control anything but myself. So I was going to be that for them no matter what. Yeah. And, they, um, and they know that. And, and there's just, there is, there, I, there is nothing anyone could do to get me to pick up a drink there is i mean somebody would have to offer me a billion dollars to save the world to get me to drink a glass of wine <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I mean it yeah. there's and and my kids really feel that in me yeah. and uh, they know that they're not going to have to kind of return to that place where mommy and daddy are you know screaming fighting in the other room um, right. Because, because it's just, it's not going to happen. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns 
in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. And, um, and that level of conscious choice of um, it is something that they can count on. And right. I, it makes me feel very strong as a mother that, um, that, that my kids can absolutely trust that. That's so great. Um, I mean, trust is a huge thing in recovery in general. If you have kids or not, like just yeah. in any of your relationships, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't really, not the word amends, but there's a lot of action oh, yeah, that needs to be taken. But yeah. like a lot of action, because talk, you know, like, oh, like you can trust me, you can trust me. Talk doesn't really get you anywhere, but it's more like the right. actions. Right, What? right, absolutely. What kind of absolutely. actions have you kind of done to prove to your children that they can trust you? Well, just uh, staying sober for sure, and um, yeah, that commitment, active in it, and uh, and mm. talking about it, being open and honest uh, about where I was and where I I, I am, right. and uh, and a level of humility in those beginning stages. I, I feel yeah. like um, that the concept of being authentically humble in that beginning stage of just abject humility. I, my uh, girls uh, go to my parents uh, for the summer uh, for a few weeks, every summer in mm-hmm. Tennessee. And right, right when I had that um, epiphany and I had that um, spiritual awakening and mm-hmm. alignment, um, my kids left for Tennessee just very shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. And my mother called me and said, Oh, Madeline's telling everybody. <laughs> Madeline is telling <laughs> who will listen what happened. And you know, oh wow. Go household and and I just had to take it. I just yeah. had to take my lumps and if I hadn't been truly on that path um, I think if again my parts weren't aligned there would have been a part of me that you know would have gone down the horrendous and erroneous path of oh Madeline, talking to Madeline later well you shouldn't be airing the pain dirty laundry oh right. you shouldn't be telling people about this and which is just all so horribly dysfunctional and classic in alcoholic families uh, mm-hmm. where the kids have to hide the secrets and, uh, and, and that sort of horrible <laughs> things that, that children of alcoholics have to go through. And I remember thinking uh, to myself that, nope, Olivia, you have to just take it. Just take your lump. You did this. Yeah. Uh, no one else, did, you know. Uh, Dan didn't do this. He's responsible for his part, but you're a hundred percent responsible for your part. Right. And you uh, have nobody to blame but yourself. So if Madeline's telling everybody, then you know what? That might be what she needs to do to 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 get out her feelings and express herself and work through this. And that's right. fine with me. And right. that, it, being humble to do that um, and I wow. wasn't humble before that <laughs> yeah it was, <laughs> no it I mean was, that takes a big person to to do that like even listening yeah, to that story my knee-jerk reaction would be like zip it kid <laughs> you know right. like I think anyone's would but then you're like actually why is this happening like why does she feel the need to 
say this and express well, this. Yeah, absolutely. And she, and she had mm-hmm. that need. And, and again, if I had said zip it kid, I yeah. would not have been on the true path to recovery because that's not being in alignment with mm-hmm. authenticity. That's not being in alignment with, if you do have this goal of true recovery, then mm-hmm. that level of authenticity has to be there. And yep. those are old patterns. Like, like I was saying, keeping those, like keeping family secrets and, and not being, you know, able to, uh, to air your dirty laundry. Those are really old antiquated patterns of society that, uh, dark forces, if you will, use to keep us all under control. um, Totally. And to to enable our behavior. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and that is just not something I ever wanted for them to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to to have to go through that classic, uh, those classic patterns of dysfunction. Uh, that really define a, a, a child's life, and and hopefully, um, hopefully they were young enough when it happened for me that you know I didn't fuck them up too much. <laughs> but you know, what the right. is, but I did. There is a lot of I. Did, I mean, unfortunately, it's by the time a child is eight, you know, mm-hmm. there a lot of you know the harm is done. Yeah, and uh, there, there can be a lot of harm after that, but, um, but you know, yeah, that, I, I did a lot of damage uh, by, you know, just the dysfunction that comes with alcohol, and and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not unique in that. Um, you know, I can I can see it all around me. And yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just feel for the children. I really do. Yeah. But that's so great that you're, you know, making up for lost time and, you know, helping them like work through this. So it's not going to be an issue. God willing. It's just, it's just going to be an experience. It's not going to be an issue. It's just an experience. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk more about your gurus because I mean, I, you're so spiritually evolved and I want to know like what, you you were talking about like gurus and and people you were watching on YouTube and stuff that you trusted, but like what yes. were the characteristics that made you trust these particular people, like Abraham Hicks and um, the other woman you mentioned? What was her name? Teal Swan. Yeah, Teal Swan. Oh gosh, I would recommend these people to. Anybody. I mean, I really do believe that we are all, uh, my dad calls it the walking wounded. And I think that's a really beautiful way to put yeah. it. Yeah. We're all the walking wounded. But Teal Swan, uh, she, she says that, uh, we're all walking around with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us, no matter how good our childhood was. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so kind of what just perhaps I just resonated with mm-hmm. these, uh, these people. Um, I'll give you some names, uh, Infinite Waters, uh, Ralph Smart on YouTube. Um, okay. Uh, Teal Spawn, Marissa Peer is my current one and she does a okay. lot of, uh, she's a, a, a therapist in England, but she, uh, she does a, she has a lot of hypnosis uh, programs Ooh. online, and um, and I think that is really a, a good key is uh, repetition of these concepts. Um, and okay. she, she does a lot of that. Um, but I, I think what you were asking was the characteristics of these people. I think authenticity. Yeah. Okay. Um, authenticity and uh, and the message. Uh, that, um, you know, that we are all damaged in some way, um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, no one is unique in that. And some people drown in three feet of water, some people drown in 30 feet of water. They're still drowning. Yeah. 
Right. And, uh, oh, I like and, that. That's I never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's true. It's it's absolutely true. And um, mm-hmm. and, and also, there's this concept of um, you know, truthfully, no one overreacts. Everybody reacts mm-hmm. validly to from from their perspective. Right. And uh, and so. What, you know, Ralph Smart, uh, Infinite Waters, uh, what he, his journey was, uh, I, I don't, I don't think, a, um, a substance abuse. His was just cultural abuse. Uh, okay. He was in England and, um, thinking that he had to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, uh, conform and, uh, do what he didn't want to do in life in order to um, succeed, and mm-hmm. and uh, and he did, and he followed all the rules, and was still miserable. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. And really, um, we all do what we do in order to feel good. Uh, so right. somebody's ultimate goal is to be successful or to uh, have the perfect relationship or to, or to get drunk or to abuse uh, drugs or to whatever we do is we all have the same goal and it's to feel good. Right. And there are so many ways to feel good. Um, rather than um, you know, looking for acceptance from society or getting drunk and all these other uh, kind of traditional ways that, that you know, uh, we've been conditioned to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in, for example, Ralph Smart, he did everything he was supposed to do and still didn't feel good. Yeah. And, um, and uh, so he started putting out you know, videos to, that made him feel good that would inspire others to feel good. And right. uh, Abraham Hicks, uh, the whole concept uh, uh, is that, you know, law of attraction is not just, you know, saying positive things. It's mm-hmm. feeling those things. It's feeling, um, uh, feeling good. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Teal Swan actually goes way deeper into it. Uh, in terms of really validating every emotion, but okay. uh, but the goal again is at the end of the day is to feel good, is right. to follow your joy, and uh, and really so what resonated uh, with me with these um, these gurus I'll, I'll call them, and yes. of course Eckhart Tolle Eckhart Tolle was definitely one of them as well, yeah. Um, and Neil Diamond Walsh, uh, Conversations with God, he, he was definitely one of them. I could just look at my uh, bookshelf and <laughs> I, I, 
every single one of them is, you know, spiritual or self-help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a self-help yeah. guru too. I love it. <laughs> but uh, really having, um, you know, and, and, and trusting yourself clearly is, you know, important, mm -hmm. but oh, we, we don't, we don't do that. We, we weren't conditioned to do that. We were conditioned that as soon as we made a mistake, we were condemned and judged for it. And, um, and you're not allowed to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to trust yourself. And I think, um, you know, finding people that you can trust, um, and, and, and like I said, I did a lot of that online. But also in my um, in my physical world, I mm -hmm. cultivated um, uh, people around me that were on the same path and ah. um, trust in terms of they're not going to be, um, you know, hey, you know, Olivia, just take this drink and you, then you're, then you'll have a better time or just what, whatever it was. I just right. kind of dropped. Like, just loosen up. It. Yeah. Yeah, loosen up. Yeah. I like you better. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that authenticity was actually, um, I, I mentioned to you earlier about my friend Stacy. She's a, a bartender. Yeah. And uh, and right around the time that I got sober, um, uh, she did as well. And I had okay. a, um, a tea shop, an herbal tea shop, uh, at the time. And, uh, I had the brewery as well, but I had a, a tea shop where people could come and taste the kombucha and buy the medicinal herbs that were, uh, that we used. And she came into the tea shop and she's like, Hey, Olivia, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in so long. And, she was someone I really, you know, enjoyed her company and got along with. And, uh, and she said, let's go out. You know, we haven't been out in so long. And I said, um, that'd be great. I'd love to, but I, I just need you to know that it can't have anything to do with alcohol. Uh, and she said, mm. I want. And I said, well, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 the look on her face. Because she never knew, she would never have guessed that in a million years. She, she you know, she just thought I was this, this you know, successful, uh, uh, young, vibrant, you know, girl about town. And yeah. to say those words uh, to her really shocked her. Um, but then I got a call 15 minutes uh, later. And she said that I left, that she left the, uh, the tea shop and had to pull over and was just bawling, crying because there was someone Aww. just her. And so, and she got safer after that. It was not because of me. She had her own crash. Um, right. Which I love to talk about crashes because I think they're a gift from God. But, um, yeah. uh, she said that, uh, that that's what, you know, that she saw herself in me. And if I hadn't been authentic, if I hadn't mm -hmm. been uh, able to say, no, this, I don't drink and this is why, um, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, it kind of, we, we would have stayed on that superficial level. And right. Not been able to dive deep and, and she, in that phone call, she asked me if uh, I would take her to a meeting, and I did. And mm -hmm. now she's almost three years sober as well. And what wow. I do, and it, and we kind of went from this casual friendship to yeah, absolutely, you know, someone that I can trust, count on, um, talk to, vent to, you know, yeah. Uh, and go, we, we go to comedy shows. We do all sorts of fun things. And alcohol is never in the uh, equation. Oh, my God. And I love that. Yeah. And the concept of crashes is that, um, you know, that, pain, that it, it kind of has to take a level of pain. Like I said, mm -hmm. humans burn through suffering. And that it takes a level of pain. Um, to, to 
to get you, to get your attention. And mm-hmm. really without some sort of crash, uh, whether it be metaphorical or literal, uh, yeah. And she, and she literally had crashed and crashed her car. Um, oh, and wow. she thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to her. If you ask her today, yeah. it was the best thing that ever happened to her. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, if you know, someone's out there listening and they're in the middle of a crash, you can absolutely change your perspective at any time and say, this is absolutely for my very best interest because it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Yes. Same, same, <laughs> same situation. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about T Lixer and how this beautiful, I'm just looking at the bottles right now and they're so, so beautiful. How did you come up with these flavors and like the, you, you use a lot of like Chinese herbs, like the traditional medicines. Like, right, where do you right. get your inspiration? It's so unique. And I mean, the bottles are beautiful. Thank you. Like cans, actually. We, we, we yes, the cans. cans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we were originally in bottles, but we, uh, we transitioned mm-hmm. to cans. We're um, a lot more economical and a lot more environmentally friendly, actually. And um, yeah, cans get recycled. They're, um, they've got a, small carbon footprint and a very short uh, life before they're recycled and put back on the shelves. Um, Perfect. So yeah, that's what, that's why we went to, with cans. But uh, from the beginning, as I mentioned, it was out of my restaurant. Uh, Olivia's right. was, I mean, I was a little manic. In fact, then I was, you know, even the spices had to be organic and uh, everything had to be um, just, healthy just super as, as healthy as we possibly could and and when mm-hmm. dan discovered kombucha he honestly thought kombucha was horrible he thought that it tasted terrible and they were <laughs> all made with fruit juice <laughs> and everything everything was you know a blueberry you know or, right or, you know fruit or you know all these different you know fruit flavors and him being a, a beer brewer he wanted to do it differently and so, um, instead of hops, malts, and barleys like he would use for brewing his beer, he began mm-hmm. to use teas, herbs, and spices. And so, what that evolved so into, cool. Yeah, and, and we actually brew it differently too. Uh, most, uh, not all, uh, kombucha is generally made by uh, fermenting sweet tea, and yeah. then putting, adding juice, and then putting it through a secondary fermentation. And okay. we do one fermentation just like beer. We uh, okay. do it all in one and brew it all in one using only uh, teas, herbs, and spices. And so that evolved into um, concentrating on three traditions of herbal medicine, uh, American folk medicine, Ayurveda, and traditional yep. Chinese. And so those three traditions uh, really became the focus of how we would make the kombucha. You know, one kombucha had to uh, incorporate all the herbs indigenous to that culture. So wow. we came up with three flavors uh, that were uh, representative of each of those three cultures. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then, uh, like I told you, um, in the email about holy water, uh, yeah, we were walking. We live in South Florida, and so we were on a walk down the intracoastal, and literally, I just stopped in my tracks and blurted out, "We have to make holy water." And Dan looked at me, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" And I said, "This was just." given to me. This was divinely given to me. We have to make holy water. And he's like, no, Olivia, no, I got to get to the brewery and, you know, you can do your wacko spiritual thing, you know, a little bit later. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this walk. And uh, so I pressed him and pushed him and he finally kind of gave it to me. 
And he's like, oh, that's an interesting idea, you know, using our concept, but just making sparkling water. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it has to be holy basil, and it has to be cinnamon. And uh, and he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I let me let me go to the brewery, and we'll talk about it tonight. So I ran home, and I got a notebook and a pencil, and I ran back outside, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> what, what, what's next? What else do you want me to do? Yeah, and, just, and it came. It, it came. Uh, holy water, wow. with, uh, holy basil and cinnamon, and uh, mm-hmm. dragon water, uh, with ginger and hibiscus, and um, uh, sweet water. Uh, the American version was chamomile and mint. And mm-hmm. I really, it's, uh, uh, whenever I go in to buy. Something to drink. I, I never walk out with anything but water because everything, all of the sparkling waters, uh, and everything mm-hmm. else, they was quote unquote natural flavors, and that is the shadiest thing that, that has ever been allowed. You can have an organic beverage flavored with mm. natural flavors, and and it's just, and there's a trust issue here. I have trust issues. <laughs> and okay. And if, if it's not authentic, if it's, if, you know, if you're using, you know, a natural flavor, then why aren't you saying cherry juice, you know, juice from organic cherry? If you're not right. saying that, if you're saying natural flavors, what that means is, is that it's actually a, a, a chemical. It's actually, it is not even just a pure extract because if they were using, say, uh, lemon extract, they would say lemon right. extract. That's upfront. It's real. It's authentic. That's what it is. So uh-huh. it, when you see on the label "natural flavors," it's just—it's such a red flag for me. And um, so I wanted something that people could trust, right? Something that people could look at the beverage and say, "Sparkling pure reverse osmosis filtered water, pure sparkling water with chamomile and mint." Period. That's it. Yeah. No funny business. No funny business. Yeah. And um, and that that was what I was always looking for, and I've never been able to find. Never. Yeah. And uh, and so I wanted to make um, make a beverage that people could actually trust. And uh, I will tell you another story about uh, how I know that holy water was divinely inspired was. I was on a, 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 a trip uh, shortly after um, creating holy water and, and starting the manufacturing process. And mm-hmm. uh, I was on a bus, and this lady who was sitting in front of me, she turns around and says, you used to make holy water. And What? Said, what? She said, you used to make holy water. And that's why that was your job. You would anoint priests, and you would make uh, your you, your job was to make sure food was pure, and you would make the holy water. And I was just like, I make holy water now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and there was no way she could have known that. I mean, there's no yeah, there was no way she could have known that. And so it was oh a it was gosh. a confirmation of. Uh, of many things on many levels. Yeah. And, um, oh, I love that. Oh, it just gives me like chills. Yeah. Oof. That's so cool. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So one last question for you. Um, yeah. For anyone listening to us right now, either thinking about getting sober or trying to stay sober, what advice can you give to someone listening? I would. I. I really only know how I did it Mm -hmm. and what I would say would be to act, to just Mm -hmm. act, get, get every part of you on the same page. And and you know, if you're not, you know, if you still are, well, I want to get sober, but I like the taste. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to get sober, but I don't want to lose this group of friends. 
I want to get sober, but maybe I'll lose my marriage. Or I want to get sober, but I have a, a wedding next weekend. What am I going to do? Or I right. want to get sober, but. And if you use that but, you know that you're not in alignment, that all of your parts are not on the same page. And uh, mm-hmm. I really would. I recommend Teal Swan. She has a process called the completion process. And the completion process is um, a way of integrating all of those parts, all of those, uh, she calls it shadow work. Um, Okay. And and basically it's inner child work is is what it is. Yeah. And it's way it's a a method it's a a specific process to get all of your parts in alignment Mm. and and even though i discovered you know uh, a lot of these gurus after i I did get sober i can recognize now what it was that allowed me to get sober was that i was on the same page all of me all of me was and there was no but about it Mm -hmm. And if if there was a wedding, you know, that next weekend, there, it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to this wedding. But what about the alcohol? If that had been the case, if I had a wedding, then I wouldn't go to the wedding. It right. has to be absolutely the number one priority because you deserve it. I mean, a life without alcohol is the only life worth living. I just, I mean, if I had gotten sober 20 years ago, I mean, I can just, I mean, just all the pain and suffering and, I mean, and I guess I'm wiser for the pain and suffering, but that sucks. Yeah. A lot of of hangovers and and discord and dysfunction and all of that, it's hell. Hell Mm -hmm. is a place on earth and it's called being addicted. Um, and when you're a slave to alcohol, it's, it's hell. And there is life out there on the sober side. Uh, but I, I do feel like you, there's a hard path. There's a long, hard road to recovery. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the struggle way, the way yeah. that I saw people at AA doing it. And, and you know, the, you know, and you would know it by them talking about, you know, their glory days and how much they loved it. And, right. Um, living in the past. Like living in the past. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, and you can, you can not drink that way. You can, right. you know, struggle through day by day, um, re- trying to resist the urge. But that urge is because you're not in alignment. If you have yeah. that, you know, that that urge, oh my God, I have to drink, I have to drink. There's a part of you that is absolutely not in alignment with getting sober. And so what I would recommend would be to integrate that part of you. Do the work, do the shadow work. Look up yeah. Jill Swan, watch her videos. They're free on YouTube. Get a coach. Get, 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 you, I know that you do that as uh is your life yeah. and get a coach and and it's just it's a matter of doing the work. Um what what I would what I do I do to this day I listen to at least an hour <laughs> every single day. And I have a I have a business, I have two children, I've got yeah. a lot going on. But every single day yeah. I put in my earbuds and I go for an hour walk, and I call it the school of walking. And I will <laughs> sit on my feet, and I at one I get exercise. It's a it's a good hour walk, and right. two I'm I'm learning I'm, I'm learning the whole time. Yes, and, um, and you know you just you, you have to take steps. You have to have to take steps forward every single day because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Uh, Absolutely. And so if you're not doing the work, and and the work can be personally customized. It doesn't have to be AA. It doesn't have to be a very, you know, particular path. Everybody has different, you know, 
likes and dislikes in ways that they learn about. Uh, but and it doesn't have to be so serious and scary. Yeah. Like, I think self-development yeah. is fun. Yeah. Yeah. We can have fun. Is. Like, you're learning about yourself. You're expanding yourself. You're being productive. Like, that is fun. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be this, you know, chore. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to run into definitely some you know, ouch part, you know, along the way, like when you're doing your shadow work, you know, it, it does require uh, kind of being shining the light on certain aspects, certain experiences that you had in the past. Um, right. So there, there, there is definitely some work to it, but there's, it, it absolutely can be fun and, and is fun. And yeah. it's, it's a definitely unquestionably, a journey worth taking and not even worth taking. If you don't take the journey of sobriety, you'll never be Iron Man. You'll never be Wonder Woman. <laughs> and yeah. we all have that potential. We really do. And even if it's just an just a really great uh, person at work, a really great friend, a really great you know, mother, a really just greatness is what we deserve and sobriety is the only way to achieve it. I love that. I love that. And thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience. Like you're a little spiritual guru. (laughs) And, and tea elixir, where can people grab some tea elixir? Uh, Amazon. Uh, We're on Amazon, Uh, Amazon Prime. Or www.buytelixer.com or okay. we at telixer.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And uh, and if anybody, you know, does, you know, uh, have any questions, feel free to contact me um, you know, by social media. Uh, or my email address is Olivia's Teas, T-E-A-S, like the tea you drink, Olivia's <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Olivia. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for what you do. I love Olivia's story. and I love her point of view. I also love her kombucha. If you want to try some for yourself, head on over to Amazon.com and search for Tea Elixir Kombucha. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave us some comments. We love to hear your feedback. Follow us on social media at A Sober Girl's Guide on Facebook and Instagram. And check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com. We have tons of updates, even links to our secret society on Facebook, and updates about my new book coming out, Save Your Own Damn Life. I highly suggest subscribing to the email list and you will get all this and more delivered straight to your inbox. Thank you guys so much for listening to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. Have a great day.